Hey, everybody. My name is Joshua T. Berglund, and I'm host of Gratitude Unfiltered Remix. Thank you guys so much for being here for this broadcast. Today is a, a little bit different. Um, typically, I, if I have a guest, I'm doing the interviewing, but today I'm going to be interviewed for a really, really cool project um, that uh, I think is neat. And actually, the reason why I agreed to do it, other than the fact that I think it's awesome, is as you know, we have a program called Voices for the Voiceless, which is uh, right up, is underneath our foundation, the Lipmana Worldwide Foundation. We have a program called Voices for the Voiceless that teaches all things media um, for the youth, whether it's broadcasting, whether it's creating websites. I mean, anything media related, we teach to the youth. Uh, so this program uh, is something that's dear to our heart because we believe that media is one of the most actually... <laughs> I think it's the most important thing for youth to learn today. Um, this is a really cool opportunity. So I'm honored to do it. And I'm going to shut up, uh, play our intro video, and we'll be back to introduce our amazing guest, Mr. Mason Moraine. We'll be right back after I get done talking about nonsense like this. Welcome back to Gratitude Unfiltered Remixed. I'm your host, Joshua T. Berglund. And right now we're on the Live Mono Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network, powered by E360 TV. Before we bring our guest on, I want to say thank you so much to everyone who's bought our book, The Devil Inside Me. As you can see behind me um, on the screens back here, um, we are really, really proud of this, not only this book, but also the film that we made. Uh, it's amazing what you can do with just Will. And... Um, and a vision from God. We are so grateful for the opportunity to be able to, to create something like this that's already been a little controversial. Um, but you know what? I guess the truth is pretty controversial now these, these days. So without further ado, I am honored to introduce to you. And actually, the reason why we're doing this, as I mentioned, it has nothing to do with our program Voices for the Voiceless, but this is why I agreed to do the interview. Um, but our guest, and I'll let him go into more detail about it, was asked to interview people that are in the entertainment business, actors, actresses, and uh, I volunteered to do it because, well, even though I don't really bill myself as like an A-list actor or anything like that, I do love acting. I enjoy it. Voiceover acting is more my thing, uh, but it is something I enjoy doing. It is a cool opportunity every time I get to be on set and uh, just absolutely honored to even be considered to be interviewed by someone for this. So without further ado, Let's introduce our guest, the one, the only, Mr. Mason Moraine. I hope I said his last name right. Mason, did I say your name right? Yeah. Okay, your mom can uh, take it out on me later if, if not. But thank you for being here. I didn't mean it thank like you. that. 
My wife is looking at me like I'm a maniac. Anyway, Mason, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm good. How about you? I am great. I'm great. Where are you? Where are you out of right now? Uh, Oklahoma. You're in Oklahoma. That's where I'm mm -hmm. from. What part of Oklahoma? Uh, Edmond. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. I uh, I grew up in Oklahoma City. I graduated from Westmore. So, anyway. Well, I thank you for this opportunity. Uh, why don't you tell the audience, and I'll quit asking questions after this, but why don't you tell the audience what your project is and what we're doing here? Uh, so, basically, I go to a school named Summit, which is based on projects. And basically, we do these things named quests, and they it has a topic, and this quest was like co-wheel, and we uh, had to pick a go and interview and write a essay and stuff about the go we chose. Very cool. Well, my friend, I will let you take over now and um, I'll uh, be happy to answer your questions. Uh, so the first question is, go to the sky one with typical work days. On set? Go to... Go to describe one with typical work days. Describe a typical work day on set. I'm assuming you mean. Uh, yeah. Well, it's you know that is that's different for every director. Um, one thing that I will tell you that's really really neat about being on set is that every single person has a responsibility. So imagine your classroom, if you will. Every single person has one job to do. And that's all they do. It's like it's called staying in your lane. I'm sure you've heard the expression, but that's one of the coolest things about set because on being on set, because that's what you see. Everybody's doing their thing. If they're craft services, that's what they do. And if you don't know what craft services are, well, hopefully you always hope as an actor going into it, the craft serve the craft services budget is big because that basically means you're going to get a really awesome spread of food and drinks. Um, so Every day, again, it all depends on the budget. When I did the Super Bowl commercial, when I was Brian Erlacher's body double a couple years ago, it was interesting because there it was a multi-million dollar set. It was big money, big names involved. But the, the thing that was disappointing is the food sucked. <laughs> but anyway, to get to your question, it's different every time. But one of the coolest things that you'll see is that everybody is is only focused on doing what they're supposed to do and that's it and they do the best job possible so it's the ultimate expression of teamwork and uh, i think it's great okay um then the second question is what skills are we guided in persistent on a day-to-day -day basis ask that question one more time what skills are we guided in persistent on a day-to-day -day basis? What skills are required? Listening. I learned um, a lot of times uh, we we think that we know how a, how we're supposed to read a line, but sometimes the easiest way to reply when get when you're reading lines going back and forth and you're acting. From my experience, and I'm not, again, I'm not an A-list actor, but I've been blessed to act in movies and TV shows and, and, and commercials. And from my experience, the, the best thing I've ever known, skill-wise, to, to take on set is being able to listen. 
because the listening really will help you one remember your lines because them reading their lines is going to help you with yours but the emotion that they read their lines with helps with your natural authentic response and then it's not acting then you're just being natural but when it's in your head and you think you know how you're supposed to respond it's like communicating with your mom or your family or someone else that you care about when you're interrupting them and cutting them off and you're not really listening to them when they talk and then you respond my wife is looking at me right now because <laughs> maybe my wife should join the interview anyway my point is but when you do that in communication you think you know you know you think you're responding to the right thing but actually you're not it's no different than with acting in real life we should all be good listeners that way we can be better actors in that way so now that my wife you know my wife's standing here then you can be a better listener so you can pretend that you're listening <laughs> just kidding <laughs> sorry man i'm done i'm done laughing all right go ahead oh um and the thought guessing is what parts of a job do you find most challenging what parts of your job do you find more most challenging wow believing that what i'm creating is good enough because in the end creating is what i do it's what i'm blessed to do whether it's through producing and creating a film or creating a tv show or uh creating a, a book or creating a uh launching a new ministry whatever it may be or just creating content for this show uh it's 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 it it that yeah that's the word creative and uh what do you find most enjoyable about what's up enjoyable what's most enjoyable getting to create is the coolest thing because any i've learned through this process that anything i imagine i can make happen i can create it and it doesn't matter whether it's an issue of if I, I don't, you say I don't have the money, um, I don't have the people, I don't have the camera crew. From my experience, when you can use your imagination, you can create anything that you see, and money is not an obstacle. So that would be that would be my answer. Yeah. Uh, what have you created? Say that again. What have you created? What have I created? What have I created? created. Oh, oh yeah. well, I've been very fortunate to create a movie called The Devil Inside Me, uh, which we also have a book uh, in hardcover, ebook, <laughs> and uh, softcover, which is that one. I've uh, been very fortunate to create a documentary for NASA, uh, which will come out soon once it's done editing. Um, I'm very fortunate to get to create other shows for people, whether it's TV shows or uh, other broadcasting events or other films, getting to be a part of someone else's vision and helping produce. So I've, uh, I've been very, very fortunate to be able to create all across the board. Uh, it's genuinely one of my favorite things in the world to do. Creating for myself is fun because I get to do it in the image that I see it. But I also enjoy helping make other people's visions come to life. Um, and 
are there any negatives to to your job? Negative. Negatives? Backlash. Audience backlash. Well, you know, yeah, my, my wife is saying backlash. Uh, we just created a very controversial film called, as I said, The Devil Inside Me. And, you know, getting negative feedback is never fun because you put, you know, I put my heart and soul into creating it. And obviously we want people to like it. To be honest, with we kind of expected that we would get backlash for this film, um, especially because we knew that, um, well, Christians wouldn't like it a whole lot, even though, you know, the film is about God. <laughs> so I don't, yeah, you can't please everybody. Um, you know what? I guess there's a be a negative, but it says more about me than anything. And that negative is believing that it's not good enough. One of the most difficult challenges to get over in anything that we do is the belief that it's good enough. And sometimes, it while it may not be perfect, being able to let it go and just say, okay, this is what it, it is what it is, but we can make something better next time or whatever. But that's a very hard balancing act. How do you do something in excellence? Did I act this scene out in excellence? Did I write this book or make this movie? Did I do this to the best of my ability? Accepting that balance of being able to let go of that's the best I could do versus, you know what, I can do better. I can do better, so I'm gonna do better. It's sometimes a tough battle, and I know that seems minor, but for me, <laughs> I would have to answer that is the toughest thing. Um, how many hours do you work in a typical week? Well, so here's the thing. I'm always working, but it's creating, so I don't look at it like work. The one thing that's very, very important, though, because I wouldn't look at it hours. Hour, the amount of hours you work means nothing. It's about being efficient. It's about when you are working to be working in excellence. But really outside of that, I would prefer to look at, am I getting, am I making time for my family? Am I making time for God? Am I making time for my health and taking care of myself? Because all of that matters way more than work. Because when you take care of home and you take care of your wife or your kids, and I know some of you guys aren't even thinking about that yet, but when you're taking care of yourself, your temple, your body, first, your mind, and rest is included in that, um, everything else kind of works itself out because, you know, hard work is great, but the people that are telling you that you need to rise and grind and work 150 hours a week really have no clue what they're talking about. Um, and which seasons of the year are toughest in what's up? I'm a creator. There's no season. <laughs> the, the, se the season, the season, and I think that's a myth. Because so, so in Hollywood, in L.A., when I lived in L.A., they talk about the seasons. There's a period of time where people are not filming. It's around the, like the Christmas season, and they just shuts down. But that's Hollywood. Hollywood is not the world. And... If you're not thinking of a global, really, we should be thinking from space down of possibilities. 
because there's a lot of opportunities in space right now. That said, even for film and TV and ministry and any other career that you want to have, if you are not thinking of a global marketplace, you're selling yourself short and you're probably doomed for failure. So there is no season because, well, there's opportunities everywhere. You don't have to be in Hollywood to be an actor. You don't have to be in Hollywood to make movies. We're proof of that. You don't even need money to make movies. <laughs> That's the truth. Technology is lowered. Technology has made it possible now for us to be able to do things that were never done before. And frankly, you don't need a budget to do it. So you can create anytime you feel like it. And that's a beautiful thing, if you ask me. And uh, what education or preparation would you recommend for someone who wants to pursue this field or, or advance in this field? <laughs> well, you're asking somebody that has got no schooling, no training, nothing. I just found a way. I had a will, I had a desire in my heart, and I found a way. Um, and I didn't shy away from volunteering, from serving. Um, you know, I, I positioned myself to where I volunteered to show up and help. Sometimes you have to, if, if you're wanting to get in the entertainment business or event space, or you're wanting to broadcast something, if you're getting into that, Find somebody that is doing what you want to do and ask them how you can help them. Because me showing up to help opened every door, everything, making movies, getting to produce the Oscars, the uh, daytime Emmys, the, the, uh, the, 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 the Breeders' Cup after party, the, all of the Hollywood events I've done. Uh, what was the other one? The, the, uh, the music one. It doesn't matter. The big music award. All of the Grammys, getting to do all of that happened from serving. It happened from volunteering because all the education I have in the industry came from serving and volunteering. All of that education gave me the company that I have now and has allowed us to make movies, write books, act, do voiceovers, create kids shows. It's, it's, it's been a huge thing. So for me, I recommend volunteering and serving and going up to people you admire and asking how you can help them. That is the best education you'll ever get because the way I don't want to like this to completely insult your teachers or anything like that, but so much of the public school education system, the education, so much of the educational system is about memorization. Very little of it is really about truly learning and truly learning to me comes from walking things out, trying it, testing it, taking risks. Being willing, being willing to fail. You know why? Because failure shows you how to make things perfect. Failure teaches you so much. And so removing that fear and removing the whole memorization method of, of, of life is going, to, is going to position you into your destiny better than any education ever dreamed of doing. Sorry, teachers, but it's the, it's the truth. Um, what, what qualifies, what qualified citizens do you seek in a new hire? In a new hire? Qualifications? Yes. Someone that knows their vision and their why. Um, 
Why did you choose to squeal? And is this what you always wanted wanted to do? Why did I choose what now? Why did you choose this wheel? And is this what you always wanted to do? Do you know why? Because I didn't want to be told what to do. My career, and this is the career path that I recommend for every single one of you watching, is learn media. Because if you learn media, you can do anything. There's not, there's not one thing that you can do career-wise right now that you will not need media. As you sit in school now, if you want to be an attorney, a lawyer, an accountant, uh, did I say doctor, a surgeon, dentist, you want to be, uh, if heck, if you want to have a roofing company, you need to know media. And I'm not talking about social media and TikTok, although that's part of it. Learn media now because media is the most important skill and the only skill that matters going into the new world because then it will position you for all of your intellectual property. It gives you the opportunity to monetize that because I don't know about you. I don't know if you've noticed, but a lot of robots and AI are taking people's jobs. The more you know media, the more you know how to keep that from happening. Um, and... Uh, what movies and shows have you been in? I was in, uh, so I've, I've been very fortunate. I was in a film that was at Sundance called The Dirt Drifters. Um, the um, I was in the Super Bowl commercial where I was Brian Erlacher's body double. I'm the voiceover for The Devil Inside Me, uh, which was a great acting gig. I uh, played a couple of... Um, you know, a couple of voiceovers and commercials that I've done, and then a couple other uh, films that I was just had a smaller part in. And um, but the, my main thing that I do is voiceover work, voiceover acting, and creating TV shows. So I have a TV show that is on TV, radio, podcast, social media um, that I'm blessed on. This is the platform we're on now, um, and that's what I love to do. I mean, I have the acting jobs. Again, I'm I'm in, I get to be in um, I get to be in a diabetes commercial. I play a businessman in a diabetes commercial that's coming up soon. Uh, actually, November seventh, and then um, you know, uh, just little random stuff. But it's it's cool because there's a, so many different opportunities now. Like for instance, those of you that love gaming, that you're watching, if, those of you that are gamers that are watching right now, well. You know the voices, the, the 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 voices that you hear playing in your in your game. Well, that's a career. Like there's voiceover opportunities to be in video games all over the place. Um, there's acting opportunities. So really, you're you don't have to be stuck to theater, to commercials, to voiceover, to cartoons. There's so many cool opportunities. And if you don't, somebody that's not comfortable in camera, the opportunities for producing and uh, product placement and you know there's just so many cool cool things that you can do if you're into makeup and hair there's great opportunities um so yeah there's whether you love acting or not there's a lot of opportunity in entertainment and media um that i think is very very encouraging that i would want to go learn all that and um uh how did you start out as an actor? Hmm. Well, <laughs> the truth was, so I never intended to be an actor, never wanted to be an actor. Um, I didn't think that, I just didn't, 
I didn't see I didn't see myself doing that ever. But when I had a skincare line, um, I felt, had an opportunity to sponsor an event, the ESPYS. And because of being at that event, being a sponsor, it gave me a certain status with people. And so I was given an opportunity to come on set and uh, bring the energy. I was just being asked to come to bring the energy. Well, me showing up on set and I was just always around the cameraman, always looking ready, was having fun. But also I had showed up on set and I'd shaved my head. I had long hair at the time and when I'd met the guy, shaved my head and when I showed up on set and he goes, well, you look like a menacing dude. Can you play this part? I'm like, sure, why not? I've watched professional wrestling. I can do this. So I kid you not, being on set, um, just being ready, being looking like, hey, I'm ready for an opportunity, just ready for anything. That not only gave me an opportunity to act um, and gave me my first speaking roles, uh, it, it, helped, I, it also gave me the opportunity to fall into producing. And because of that day, because of me showing up, me showing up, having a good attitude, I, I was given opportunities that to this day, I'm still it, it, like it's just opening door after door after door, all because of that one day. And um, I'm so grateful to God for that because it's it's given me purpose and it's allowed me to make my dreams come true. Um, uh, what what advice do you have for someone who wants to become an actor? I'm going to sit down for this. Um, <clears throat> learn. Okay. First and foremost, don't, you still want to learn media because just going in to be an actor and like, I'm going to be an actor and I'm going to be a world famous actor. Those days are done. Uh, there's, there's more content out than ever before. There's more actors. There's more this, there's more that there's, you need to learn and develop all your other skills. But learning media will help you monetize all of those other skills. You can't just be an actor anymore. Because even actors, if you notice, have podcasts, have TV shows, where they're not. They're just, you're talking heads. You learn about products. You learn how to do voiceover work. Like Broaden your horizons, because in the end, if you're an actor, you're a creator. So if you can create a new character, odds are you can create other things too. So don't limit yourself to acting because you can't just rely on one thing anymore. We're, those days are done. That's the truth. So don't rely on that. The other thing too, then I, this, I think that this is the most important part. Stay true to yourself. I know in acting, you become a different character, but don't compromise your values because you think that it's going to get you ahead. It won't. You may get a part. You may get the check. You may get that seven-figure check for an opportunity. But if you've compromised your values for it, it's not going to end well for you. And that's just the truth. The, the smartest thing that you can ever do going into this industry, other than diversifying, is to not compromise your values. Because in this industry, you will have more opportunities to do so. And each one will take a bigger piece of your soul each time. I'm not preaching at you. I'm just being honest because I'm old and I know these things. 
I, I mean, and I, and I've learned the hard way. So those are the two most important things because you, as you are, the way that you were created is good enough. If you're saying I'm too skinny or I'm too fat or I'm too ugly, well, guess what? There's a part for ugly people. There's a, there's a part for really skinny people and there's a part for fat people. And that's okay. There's a part for people that have uh, mental disorders. There's a part for people that barely speak English. There's a people with, uh, with, with physical handicaps. There's parts for. So you are good enough the way you are to do exactly what you were created to do, period. Nothing changes that. Not a director or casting director. No one's opinion of you will keep you from doing what you're supposed to do, except for you. Um, how did you find auditions? Like, how do you find auditions for? That's a great question. Um, so I have two agents and, um, to be honest with you, I work harder than both of my agents. They give me, they give me, I get parts from them all the time, but there's a lot of great websites out there that you can use. Uh, there's, oh my gosh, uh, 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 the one I love the most is allcasting.com. Uh, there's so many more though. There's like, there's casting websites literally all over the place. But what I like about all casting is that they get major roles there and you are not handicapped for not having an agent. There's plenty more that you could use, but that's the one that I would recommend. And it's also the most inexpensive way. When you go to Craigslist and other sites like that, there's uh, Backpage. I'm sorry, Backstage is a decent website. But when you go to Backpage and you go to like Craigslist, you could be being set up for something. So you got to be very careful. All casting, you're going to be safe 98% of the time. Um, how many movies have there been then? Four. What's well, the biggest one? Five. Five, actually. Um, well, the one that played at Sundance um, is 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 was pretty big, but been very very fortunate to uh, our film, The Devil Inside Me, has won eleven awards now, and you know we made it with no budget, so that's kind of it's pretty exciting. We've had a lot of people watch it, and um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm most proud of that because my wife and I did that together. And that's all the questions. Cool. Mason, well, thank you very much, man. Thank you. Appreciate you. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Let's see. All right. Well, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Uh, thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for being a part of this. And, um, you know, I hope I hope that was entertaining for you guys. And um, I hope that those of you watching at Mason's school, I hope I was able to answer your questions. And, uh, if I can do anything for anyone there, again, we have a youth media literacy program called Voices for the Voiceless, and you can email me at joshua at livemanaworldwide.org, um, livemanaworldwide.org. Uh, you can also go to the website there and contact us. We are happy to serve. We are very passionate um, about working with others. We love to elevate Voice for the Voiceless, and we definitely are very passionate about elevating um anything that we can do to elevate what you are doing or what you want to do 
um, that's, that's what our heart's for. So God bless you again. Thank you for being here and have a nice day. Bye-bye.